0: Treating you like just another option when really you're the one who's really popping. So I'm stopping the games. Oh, yeah, yeah. you've been rocking when me for years we used to have locked but now it feels like you're taking precautions. Cause your heart is afraid. Freight is gone. Good morning, good afternoon. Break. Good evening. Welcome to a very special episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast with the host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Carving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. NBA Youngboy, a.k.a. Dollars Get Dollars, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. You're witnessing something never done in the history of ever. And on the hotline is my wonderful and gracious co-host.
1: Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. your Favorite little shit talker, aka that bundled up badass, aka Stiff Wear, aka Mrs. Fairtrade, aka the chaos coordinator, aka that little baby. Who's gonna be alright? Calvin, how you week been?
0: It's been a long hard Monday, but you know, no boneyard junkies have been, have been harmed in <laughs> have been harmed in the making of this, uh, <laughs> in the making of this product. So it's been a, it's been a very busy time frame. but I think, you know, sometimes the busyness is good for you, keeps you out of trouble. And sometimes the busyness, you know what I'm saying? Keeps you focused and streamlined. So matter of fact, we'll, we'll touch on some of this busyness that, uh, that i'm that i'm dealing with because again i I told you guys this is a very special episode you you guys get to see my final exam take place live on the shoot your shot podcast are you ready hell no
1: explain what the fuck that
0: means (laughs) so so basically i'm in this management class right and my management class was Basically, the final exam is kind of like summing up everything that I learned as far as leadership is concerned and as far as all of that is concerned. But the, the only catch is I can't write a paper. Right. So, pretty, <laughs> so literally, like there's like I have this whole rubric of everything I need to touch on, everything I need to talk about. And the entire thing is I can't. You know, My, my, my teacher doesn't want to be bored. And so I can't write a paper. I can do anything else.
1: I can't write a paper. Shout out to your professor, because she said, listen, if I have to grade one more you niggas saying in this paper, in this essay, I will. Your professor said, listen, I don't know who y'all got to be and what you got to do, but you need to dig in the crate and figure it out.
0: (laughs) I dig it. So, and so part of that is, um, and so part of that is, see, she, she talked about like examples of what you know, people, what you, you know people have done in the past, right? And one of, the yeah. things that, one of the things that people have done in the past was a podcast. And I was like, you know, a, a light bulb has gone off in my head. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I could do a podcast. I do podcasts every week. With you with your crazy tail
1: self. <laughs> Look at us so. trying to button it up. We ain't even cussed or
0: nothing. Oh yeah, you for sure already cussed, but we're, oh. we're gonna have we're gonna have Gil Bleep that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully
1: your professor's not approved, because I apologize.
0: <laughs> oh, but you for sure already cussed. We're just gonna have Gil Bleep that out. We're gonna listen, Gil gonna hate us, but we're gonna have have him do some editing magic today. Um But so I was like, you know, trying to do something that's a little different. I was like, let's let me do this as my final exam you know because it it's, it's, it's it should be interesting it's it's a little it's a little more fun than you know just typing you know clickety clacking a paper <laughs> and, and and plus i get you know part of it part of it requires me to have conversations with someone that i care about and with all the stuff we talk alex i do care about you so- Aww. We're gonna, you know what I'm saying, killing killing some birds with some stones here. And so we're gonna get it popping. So prior, Alex, you I've sent you some questions that I know that I need to touch on, that I need to hit in order to make sure that I don't fail. So, <laughs> so the first part of this episode is oh, going wait. to be
1: <laughs> Calvin C's get degrees. So, how many of these questions I got? Never mind. You know what? Let's be thorough. You ready? Miss <laughs> Mamas.
0: Miss Mamas. <laughs> I am, I am, I am trusting my grade with you. Do not fail me. Now. Did nobody
1: tell you to do all that?
0: <laughs> I asked you beforehand, and you said yes. Yeah, but like, why? <laughs> why did you say yes? I don't I'm playing. Know.
1: I'm playing. We got it. I got it. I got it.
0: So, got it. so, so, I said some things out. So, the first part of this episode is going to be my final exam. So, you guys get a, a very inside scoop on a portion of my life. And then we'll get back to some of the topics that you came here to us to talk about. Okay. So now we are here.
1: All right. So you took this Clifton Strengths Finder thing in your little class, and it gave you like the top five strengths, kind of like Emergenetics, but like we'll get into that later.
0: Yeah. I'm,
1: yeah. I'm curious into like what it says your top five strengths are.
0: Right. So we took this early and we took this early in the class. And so basically what it tells me is, is like my top five strengths and how I relate to leadership. Cause this management class is about leadership. So all of what I'm going to talk about is kind of relating to how I either am led by others, lead others, try to build community, all of that. So the first one it gave me was, it, t- it tells me that I'm really good at like thinking of like alternate ways to like make stuff happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, I, if, if, if I'm presented a problem, if I'm presented something like that's a little shaky or, or, or like plan A doesn't work, I can come up with a plan B. I can come up with a plan C. I can have some original ideas, right? Um, and I'm not just stuck on like, well, my plan A didn't work. I don't, I don't really know what to do here, right? So so that was the first, that was like the biggest strike. So that's, we're going in order, right? Because it, it names five, but that was the biggest one that said for me. Um, and so then it goes into t- it tells me that my second biggest strength is I love the challenge of meeting new people and winning people over, right? Like how to win, how to win people's minds and influence people's hearts. So mm-hmm. the type of person where I like to try to find the good in people where maybe some other people don't necessarily like to find the good in. Or I can start a conversation with, with, with a stranger very easily and try to just come with a common grant come in with a common ground in order to really make something shake as far as finding that commonality and getting that person to be my friend mm-hmm. or just, you know, certain, certain realizing that like, Hey, everybody doesn't talk to the new kid. I mean, we live in Cincinnati. We know that Cincinnati can be a very like, Oh, we don't know you city. And Yeah, clicky real quick. So trying to be somebody that takes time to talk to the people who just moved to the city, you know, get to know them, stuff like that. So that's my, that's what it says. My second strength is right. My third, my third one, communication. That almost feels self-explanatory considering I'm doing this final exam as a podcast <laughs> talking to someone. Right? But, but in order to make sure I get these points, um, basically, <laughs> basically it's telling me that um, I've mastered the art of give and take. I've, I, I love good conversations and dialogue. Um, you know, I, I, I treat strangers like friends. I I, I I use my different language to just meet people and greet people and just really try to, you know, have these conversations about a, a wide variety of topics, in order to just build that community, build that you know conversation. So that was my third one. My fourth one. Um, it it sounds arrogant, but it tells me that like I have a presence, right? like I can I can walk into a room, I can I can you know you can 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 Go into a space and just kind of you know what I'm saying like end up being that that person that's like the life of the party or the the life of the space uh where I don't yeah. you know you know I, I weigh the consequences of what's said and done and I know how to move and I, I i I try to keep be a little reserved with my emotions so in order to kind of keep that you know that aura about me and it, I understand that like sometimes we talk about being a, the smartest person in the room, but sometimes people can be threatened by that right. And, you, and, and sometimes you try to make sure that no one's threatened by the fact that you're, you're, you're good at a couple of different things. So you try to, like, tone that down a little bit and understand that a little bit. Um, so that's what my fourth strength is. We call it command in, in, in the actual, like, dictionary term of it. But that's what, that's what it describes. And my fifth one is uh, competition. Because it's, it's, it's basically like I always want to win. I hate losing. I, I, I want to I want to achieve like I don't like finishing second I don't like finishing third I don't I don't I don't you know like feeling like I'm not winning and but also right. when, when 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 it comes down to like last minute stuff if I know like the deadline's coming like I get into super super saying Goku mode where it's like yo we we really about to do this like you know whether it's like trying to get that promotion trying to earn that pay raise or I'd agree e- I'd even agree even even when you know I was I was you know looking for employment, like tr- getting trying to get back to that bag, right? Trying to make sure that these these things came in. So that that's what my um my top five is now. If I can ask you, of course, you know what I'm saying. Do you think? How do you think I've shown those sorts of qualities around you? Right? Like you be you you be around me more more often than pretty much anyone so like so so how how do you think i've shown those sort of sorts of qualities like you know what i'm saying when when you see me
1: to be transparent um i think that okay so personally you and i as in this past year have have hit a crazy snag in our relationship and it forced us to have some really 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 tough and uncomfortable conversations because to be honest we love each other. Like, Calvin, you're my dog. And I'm not going to fall out with you. Even if we decided, even in the moment where we were beefed out, right? Not even beefed out, but like just complicated. We
0: weren't we seeing weren't eye to eye on this.
1: Complicated. Our shit was complicated, right? Even in the moment where our shit was complicated, I feel like we, the communication had to be there. And it took a, several conversations. It took a conversation to have a conversation. You know what I mean? So- between you and I, we realize that the, w- if we can't get it right, excuse me, goodness gracious, we have to get it right. And beyond being business partners, beyond having this crazy creative project that we do together, we are friends for real. Like outside mm-hmm. of this, you know me on a personal level that not many people do. You have access to me and my and my family, my kid, my mama loves you. My mom will ask more about you than she does me at this point. Like, <laughs> so, like we know each other, like we have a basis with each other. And what people don't account for with communication is that it's not always the easy conversations that build bonds. It's those tough ones and being able to trust the people around you to have tough or difficult or uncomfortable conversations with you and knowing that you'll be in a space to receive them, receive it well. And, try to find seek understanding and perspective and you and i we have to fight through it but we've done that with each other and that's something that honestly i appreciate like i have lost many a friendship because people just we weren't trying to hear each other or we couldn't want to or we tucked feelings that we probably shouldn't have so i i'm very 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 i'm very grateful for the fact that we're able to, to Communicate and have that basis that baseline with each other. I also say this You are the person that will embrace the new Like in a very pragmatic way because it's still you (laughs) But in a very cautionary Let me tiptoe around this but you have a way of disarming people that makes them feel comfortable enough to be themselves And not just be themselves but show up as their best version of themselves like, your Capricorn going to leap every time. Like, it's going to step every time. and it's But it's also the thing that pushes the greatness in you. And if I can be completely honest and completely transparent, I think that's kind of your superpower. You make people around you rise to an occasion. You make the people around you step their shit up just a little bit. Because... Even if you don't have it all together, niggas know that if it ain't together today, it's gonna be all right tomorrow because of the work ethic and the commitment that you have to yourself. Now, with that being said, you did let a little bit of the the tumultuous or the struggling time that you had in your life define you a little bit. But once you realize that trouble don't last always, and that you're supposed to, this isn't supposed to be something that breaks you but makes you. And the moment that you got out of your own head and your way. My nigga, I've never, excuse my language, Professor, I'm so sorry, but I've never seen you smile harder. I've never seen you glow. But baby, you bounce when you walk. (laughs) Like, you got this pep in your step that is infectious lately, and it's a testament to your commitment to self, not just self-improvement, but just is being the Calvin that you deserve to be and showing up as that man every chance that you get. And it's reflected in the way that you show up in your relationship. It's reflective of the way that you show up in your friendships, and definitely in the reflection of how you show up for me. Because I've needed you to be a friend for me in a way that I couldn't count on too many people. And baby, you did not fold. So, and I'm trying not to. Damn it! Ooh, you know I'm trying not to cry, but <laughs> fight Because if, t-
0: like, if you cry on my final exam, I don't know if I get more <laughs> points or less.
1: I don't like, know, I don't. but like, I just hope and pray that. Even the people who find fault in you and don't and seek to find fault instead of understanding in you can see the truth of the matter when it comes to Calvin is that you are a good person. And that's hard an authentic person. And the good in you outweighs the flaws in you, and that is gonna step every single time. So yeah, I'd agree.
0: So appreciate that. Thank you. Um. So like, I think part of that is, I mean, we we comes from how we how we were raised. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I feel like. So you, like,
1: sorry, yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off.
0: Yeah. So so in in in, in school, they have this thing called a life map, right? Where it's kind of like you try to you you. Oh, you I've go, had to
1: do one. That's you know not fun.
0: It's not. And so we do so That was some to,
1: honesty for your ass, baby. I was fighting the air.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, 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 like, they, they force you to kind of like think about like at least 10 times or however many times, like, like events in your life that's kind of made you to where you are. And it's like, I just think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's part of like this whole thing. Was like, and that question
1: is so stupid because it's like, my guy, I was born. What the fuck else you want from me? <laughs>
0: it was like you know because because honestly it truly like it, it's like you know what i'm saying one of the events was like not knowing my biological father. like I, that man that man died before i knew i didn't have him like you know what i'm saying it, it feels like cheating to count it but yeah like growing up without like a person who you consider a biological father around definitely dictates you know what i'm saying like uh how you how you move how you you know what i'm saying um uh, I think another one would be like being raised by my grandmother for the first half of half of my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. First, you know, cause because grandma loves different than mom loves, and how grandma moves is different than how mom moves. Let
1: me tell you something. When I tell you that my mom, when it comes to her grandchildren, specifically kiddo, like well, the way my mom is with her grandkids, and the way she is with us, I'd be ready to cuss her fake ass out. <laughs> Cause baby, we were never allowed to play with guns in the house. Like, not a water gun, not a Nerf gun, none of that. For kiddo's birthday, she bought like a sixty pack of like Nerf guns and bullets and all type. Bro, my mouth dropped. Like, parents throw all that shit out the window when they become grandparents. Like, all of it so yeah
0: so you know what i'm saying so like that that thing and I'm, I'm thinking about this like how i was going through school you know what i'm saying like some of the po- it's not just negative right some of it's positive right where where i decided to do the speech and debate right so i got more comfortable with with being able to speak in front of people because we wouldn't be doing this i wouldn't be giving a final exam through a podcast if i didn't feel comfortable speaking in front of people right you know what i'm saying so that's definitely something that that allowed me to grow like, you know what I'm saying? Graduating college for the first time, you know, was something that was like, man, okay, you in the real world now, like, you know, you, you, you think you got it. But also, like, I could talk about losing my grandmother was, was definitely something because, you know, uh, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, wish dementia on my worst enemy. And sometimes we say that, but we really would wish it on our worst enemy. I wouldn't wish, uh, dealing with someone who, with dementia on anybody because it's just like you've seen that, seeing a person that you love like slowly fade away is not you know what I'm saying it's not it's not kosher like like 2015 was rough for me we talked about this on, on the platform before like yeah up, I've had not, to like, talk
1: you off that ledge a few times you know times.
0: what I'm saying like we because you know we I lost like you know what I'm saying I, I broke up with a relationship I was in be, I I lost my job and I got right out of school and I lost my grandmother <laughs> Not in that order, but within six weeks of each other, right? Like it was a month and a half, and I was like, what? Like you like, you wanna talk about something that's made you to who I am today? I think that that made me who I am because it almost broke me, bro. Right. Like like when 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 when, when something like injures you that that much, like mentally and emotionally, like it it is a defining point in your life because you have to like rebuild yourself, right? Like it's 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 like, and I hope this is not insensitive, but you know how was, you know the uh, the uh, the dome in New Orleans, right? The Superdome after Katrina hit, they had to like really take rebuild that. Like they had to like it wasn't knocked down, but they had to really put in work to build it back up because you could tell it got hurt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some of that was was there. You know what I'm saying so that was several different moments. I think about um. Think about losing the person I called Dad. You know what I mean? Because that was that that hurt me. You know what I'm saying? And that and that kind of made me who I was because it really, it was like, oh, you the man of the house now. You the man. Like you you got to really like step up and like, you know, be a rock while while people that you usually depend on are dependent right. on you. Um, and understanding how that empathy can be when it comes to like learning how to empathize with other people really helps you try to lead them, right? Because it's like, I can't tell you what to do unless I know where you've been and unless I know how you move and unless I know where you're doing. Um, And I think the last couple things that really rocked me have been recent, like, or not rocked me, but like deciding to go back to grad school, you know what I'm saying, to to really hone my craft because I was super against it. Like for a longest time, everybody was like, when you're going back to school, I'm like, never, shut up. Like, Like, stop talking to me. (laughs) Like, no. You know what I mean? And then the pandemic happened. I lose my job again, right? You know what I'm saying? Get, get, got, like, lose, lose my job again. Like, well, if you're going to do grad school, this might be the, you know what I'm saying? What, what better time than now when you ain't got no job, Tommy? Uh,
1: <laughs> you ain't got shit else better to do. <laughs> you ain't got
0: nothing else better to do. You might as well go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, do this and, and, and uh, understanding that. So the pandemic forced, you know, forced me to be a better leader. Because it it stripped away some of the things that I didn't know I was using as crutches, right? Like I didn't know I was using like going out and and kicking it and being social and and doing this and my, my friends. I didn't know I was using y'all as crutches until it was taken away. And I think one of the things about really being that leader type is what 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 are you going to do when all the things that you lean on are no longer there? When your like when your plan A, B, and C don't don't work, what you going to do? You know what I mean? So I think that. The battle with grad school and just the challenge of working and going to going to grad school, you know, like that really kind of like you know made me who I was as far as like just a real life person. You know what I mean? So that you know it definitely was 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 like my life map in a sense, right? It was, like just all these things, all these highs and lows that really just kind of like forced you to like, hey, bro, like you got to get your stuff together. You know what I mean?
1: I think that you. You've done a 180, right? And I think that there was a point in time where there was a, a small portion of Calvin where was like, what was me? Like, my guy, I am not working. And then when I did find a job, I was underemployed. And you have a relationship that you have to sustain on top of your own personal obligations and responsibilities as a man. You know, we all pay rent. <laughs> Somebody, you pay for the roof over your head. <laughs> so everybody has that obligation. And... Watching you come back from that. And I honestly think that grad school was, was a blessing for you. Because, Calvin, you are the kind of person who needs a challenge. You need a mountain to climb. You need something to grow you and constantly keep you sharp. Because when you don't, you find yourself, you think you're being complacent, and then that sinks you or spirals you into what you believe is a depressive episode. And... And it's fair. Like, that's fair, right? But I think in this season of your life, you're starting to redefine what you considered yourself, what you think made yourself a man. And because when you didn't have those things, the things that you have now, like, you know, grad school, a better job, a, you know, a thriving relationship, um, you had to figure out who are you besides what you do and what you produce? What are the things that make Calvin Calvin besides who he's able to be to the people around him? And I'm glad that you've taken this time of self-discovery and real honesty. Like, in the spiritual world, we call it shadow work. hmm And you've taken some serious time. And what they do not tell you is that shadow work is not an overnight thing. You, shadow work takes years. Years. Like, yeah, years. You do years of shadow work. And as you started to come to your own roots and get to the root of your own issues and being very, very honest with yourself about those things, you're starting to understand yourself on a level that is going to allow you to be the man that you want to be. And you're walking in that and trusting and believing in yourself in a way that is honestly, dog, it, it like... I don't think the word proud is such an understatement. Like, it's such an understatement. Like, you've been doing the fuck. excuse. your professor gonna kill me. But like, you've been doing... <laughs> You've been doing the work, the work. Like when we talk about doing the work, this is what we're talking about. When we're talking about honest conversations, when we're talking about being real, when we're talking about stripping and shedding and and not placating to the to the 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 freaking people in the back, like that 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 soundboard, that echo chamber of nonsense. <laughs> like when you stop paying attention to the people who are rooted in misunderstanding and started paying attention to the people or, or who want to see you in the dynamics and the motivation change. So like, yeah, for sure. But like, what do you feel like your passion is? Like, what is the one thing that you can say, like of the things that you've learned that make you super passionate?
0: Um, I feel like I'm passionate about like community. I feel like that's the one thing I'm super passionate about. I feel like I'm super passionate about um just really trying to build those bonds, build that relationship, and really help us as a people grow. Like that like I'll boil it down to like community. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm really I really feel like we're better together than we're all separate. You know what I mean?
1: I agree. I agree. I agree with you. Um, but so does that propel you into like what you feel like you put on this earth to do or is that a separate thing
0: um i feel like like it sounds arrogant but i really feel like i was put on this earth bro like i can to 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 talk to folk like to talk to folks whether it's me selling something to somebody whether it's me handling a marketing campaign promoting whatever like there's very few people that i know who can talk as well as me and i don't mean that and just like like a, like a chatter, chatty patty sort of way. But like at, in an actual like public speaking, like get, somebody get a, put a mic on right. you, someone, you know what I'm saying, is telling you to talk to somebody with a specific goal in mind, I really feel like there's very few people who can do that as well as me.
1: I, I, I can see that. I'd agree with you. But of course, you know, like I just said, that roof, whatever that roof looks like, you have to pay for it. So what do you, how do you plan on getting to this money?
0: Oh, man, I mean, so I think like it's like my background is with marketing. I've done I've done sales. I've done I've done you know social media campaigns. I'm you know I've done I'm doing currently like advocacy work and communications and building all of that. So like there's different ways like that. I know there's titles. You know what I'm saying? That can get, that can that titles become paychecks and paychecks again pay these bills because listen last thing last time i checked my my landlord did not take friendship as a form of payment so right. so i think you know what i'm saying those are, those are some of the things that pay the bills for sure
1: right so how do now how can you combine like all three of these things at the same time
0: Whew. oh man so like in, in school we call this like a hedgehog concept right because apparently hedgehogs just focus on what they good at i didn't know Does did did, did they ask sonic like what he focused on i don't know but basically it's like okay what you passionate in you know what what are you good at and what makes money and then how can you combine that into one specific thing Then I mean, do that thing honestly and truly like i think there's a way to just really you know what i'm saying be that community organizer and or be that like you know that public that public speaking like coach sort of thing or or to be that 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 marketing professional that really tries to reach out to his community and, and and gets them to kind of follow his vision um that's the way I can see combining all three right of what I'm passionate about, what I'm good at, and what gets me paid like i think that that sort of framework is somewhere is is in there as far as like being a community organizer or a community marketer or something where like I'm, I'm I'm talking to my community and trying to get them to get towards a certain goal and I'm getting paid to do it. I think that's, I think that's how, that's that's how we make that make, that's how we, that's how we make that math math. You know what I mean?
1: Right. But of course, like you talk a really big game about who you claim that you are and all your core values and principles. Right. And nobody's perfect. Like, we've all fallen short baby i fell short today (laughs) but (laughs) where in your life are you not walking or you feel like you're not walking in alignment with those values and who you say you are
0: so right so i think that this comes back i think you know so in in class we we had we worked on something called like find your why it started off with this ted talk from from a guy named simon i'm forgetting his last name sorry professor but uh you know, God named Simon. We're pretty much we focus about what we do and how we do it, and not the why. And so I think my why, is, it, it's my core values, right? I think my why is I, 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 I want to speak my mind effectively and concisely in order to encourage other people to do the same. Like that's my why, right? Like to speak my mind effectively and concisely in order to encourage others. To do the same, right? Like, does it when when I say that out loud, does that sound like does that sound like me? Like, be keep keep it keep it a buck, yeah. So when we so when we walk in that when we walk in that faith or when we walk in that core value of like this is what you what you're trying to do, like, like you know what I'm saying? Where I'm falling short. I mean, you touched on some of it. Like, I can get in my head a lot. Like, I can I can I can throw pity parties. You know what I'm saying? If, If things aren't going my way. Um, which is, which is not, which is, does not align with what we are doing. Um, and I think truly sometimes like I, I have to do better in knowing when to, to, to be on and when to be off. I'd agree. You know what I mean? I think sometimes I'm on when people need me to be off. Sometimes I'm off when people need me to be on. And like, you're trying to just, you, it, it's like, it's like basketball, right? Where, where Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Had to learn sometimes like to let his teammates. Get some buckets early in the game to, so they can feel like they need to make plays. Like LeBron does a good job of this, where like early in the game, he'll let his teammates do, you know what I'm saying, like make the shots, make the plays, whatever, because he knows he's going to need them later. And he knows that LeBron can get whatever LeBron wants on the basketball court pretty much whenever he decides to, right? So it's like sometimes you ain't got to be going hard 48 minutes. You ain't got to be the person on 48 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to let your people. Your teammates, your, your 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 subordinates, your coworkers shine, but when they need you, right. come through. And right. I think sometimes like that's a, I, I struggle with that alignment. I struggle with that timing. Um, and I, I, that's definitely somewhere where I'm not walking in alignment. Also, like you know, what I mean, especially you know, in, in the past almost two years, I've definitely allowed the pandemic to knock me off my pivot as far as just. You know, keeping that positive energy and really trying to focus on that community aspect. I, I I I say I care so much about, right? You know what I'm saying, like, and really just get in my own head and be super self focused and inward as far as like it's about me and it's not about us, right? Hey, baby, because you
1: can be pragmatic as hell sometimes, and so I feel you though. Love you.
0: <laughs> you know, you know this 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 requires honesty. So you know what I'm saying, like, so I think that's part of that for sure. Is, is how It's how I'm falling short. And I think how I can change it. it, it, It's having these sorts of conversations. Like, yeah, we're doing this for an exam, but also this is real life. You gotta be able to talk through your struggles. You gotta be able to talk, put, put a name to the monster, put a name to the face, and and be able to push through and and, and, and to learn how to do better, right? Whether it's keeping that positive energy going or, or, or reminding yourself of the good when the bad happens, right? If you had a bad event, or if you had a bad day at work, or you missed you, you missed an assignment, you missed a you know like yeah like acknowledge the fact that you missed it but don't let that don't let a mistake be your day or don't let that mistake be your week uh, right. and, and really just again to continue to focus on like really is, is not being so self-centered and really understanding the needs of the other people around you the other people who are looking to you to kind of guide them and lead that way and to, right. and to set that tone like stop being so self-centered I think that's how I can change it
1: Good. That's an honest, that's a very, that's some honesty for your ass. <laughs> so, when you, where do you doubt yourself when it comes to being a leader? Like, and is there a way that you can use these doubts as a way to like move forward and make an impact?
0: Um, I doubt myself all the time, bro. Like, I just be good at hiding it sometimes. Like, I stress sometimes. Like, I doubt, like, I doubt, I doubt sometimes that people will listen to me. I uh, yeah. where if I, if, if I, if I come with a plan, if I come, with, if I'm able to see the forest through the trees and come with a play. I doubt sometimes that people are like. All right, we'll go with it. Like, I, in the back of my head, I'm just thinking like, they're just gonna ignore me and just and, and go and do about whatever. Um, and also sometimes I doubt. I don't trust that sometimes if I give someone else the play belt, they'll execute it right. Like it's very. Oh yeah, to,
1: I struggle with that too. I'm still Not trying much. to. I'm
0: still trying to be less hands on and delegate more on some like, hey man, we you know. You gotta. I did, ha, have I empowered someone to act enough? Have I enabled them to to go ahead and make the play or not? I, I still struggle with that. So um, that's definitely something that I I, I can work on. But I think we use that um, to, to to move forward because you you again if you you make an effort to make sure that the people around you are empowered enough that if you if you need to call on them, they guide you. You gotta you gotta really use that doubt to trust people, and you also gotta understand that when you if you feel like people aren't listening to you or they're not going to listen to you
1: right
0: ask yourself why do you feel that way did you did you feel like you haven't explained it correctly or or, or, or thoroughly or do you feel like they, they may not you know see the vision that you're seeing but they're not on the same page and then address that concern right like you feel that way for a reason because your feelings are valid but why do you feel that way and if, and, and if we're able to identify why you feel that way how can we fix it? How can we how can we inspire people to be on that same vision that you're on? Or how can right. we inspire people to like okay, to trust in you to model the way we need to move through the situation? Like how do we do that? So I think those ways we can we can definitely make that make sense as far as like growing as a leader and as an individual.
1: Right, right. Um how did another leader help build you up?
0: I mean, I got to give a shout out to a couple of my mentors. I got to give a shout out to the Marcus Graham Project. Um, I got to give a shout out to, you know, a couple different people that really, they saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. Where, like, even my speech and debate teacher, like, saw, like, the talent that I had in order to really make this make sense and as far as, like, be better and, like, get to these goals that I didn't see in myself. I was doubting myself. I'm younger. I'm doubting myself. I'm like, I don't believe I can do this. You know what I mean? And, and, and he and he really was like, no, you can. I'm gonna show you, and I'm, I'm gonna show you why. I'm gonna show you why that you have the ability to do this. I'm also gonna show you why you're making these mistakes. Right. And once I'm able to make a plan for you, it's like the, the potential I see in you, and also where you're cutting yourself off at the knees. You're smart enough to be able to make that make sense. And right. so that's what he he built me up because he knew I was making mistakes, but he didn't. He, he knew the mistakes I was making wasn't indicative of my ability. It was I was in my own head. And so once he showed me, like, no, you got the talent, like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Where it's like, right. if I tell you you're not good enough, you're not good enough. If I tell you you are, you, you probably are. And so he was like, no, you're good enough. You more than good enough. You're great at this. Like, I just need you to get out your own head and here's why. And once he showed me that, I was like, okay, yeah, 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 Now we we here with it. You know what I mean? So we, 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 we got this. Um, and then I think about sometimes where somebody didn't do that, right? Like, one of my pet peeves, man, if I ask you for advice and you and you leave me all red, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just you just leave me all red. If I ask you for a question, a clarifying question, because I'm trying to figure out something and you just don't respond to me, and that makes me feel like super small. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and where and where it's like you you it it, it almost feels worse than you demeaning me, because it's not, I'm not even worth a response to you. Like, do I look like a joke to you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like
1: I'll be honest with you. Ignoring me, if people who love you do not ignore you. People who love you will always try to find understanding and resolution. People who do not care won't. And so I'ma be completely honest with you. I take that as all the answers I need to know. And it's cool. Like, here's the thing. I think that in my little in my little tenure on this earth, I have learned how to accept people for exactly who they show up as. And I I can't I can't sit here and say that that's who you are because I don't think that's who you are. Even the people I dislike in this moment, I don't believe that the reasons I dislike you are who you are as an entire person. I think that that's who you plan on being to me and I have to accept that. And I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? The people that I love, you show up to me with love so I reciprocate it. You show up to me with some bullshit, I can choose to choose not to participate. You know what I mean? Like, there's some people I'm gonna have the time of day for. There's some people I'm not, and to be honest with you, when people it was, and this is a very cliche saying, but a very true statement for life and just shit in general. When a motherfucker shows you, tells you to go to hell, follow that shit turn by turn. When somebody tells you where you belong, or puts you in their place, or puts you in your place in their life, take that. We don't cross boundaries around here. Like. No, we don't beg to be in a higher or different position than where people see us at. And if I like where I'm at in your life, I will stay. If I don't, I will kindly show myself the door. Ain't nobody begging for no friendships or relationships or kinships or partnerships or mentors or mentees for that matter. I don't have to give my energy to anybody who does not want it. And that's that on that.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Absolutely. So, how did a leader? So, leaders can sometimes suck. And I will be honest. One of my part of the reason why I wanted to get into HR was in part because of a leader. I've had two leaders who influenced me in a great manner. I had a great leader in HR, and I had a terrible leader in HR, but both were pivotal to me. Like, they both were very important people to me. How did a leader break you?
0: Yeah, like I think I I mentioned a little bit earlier, but like, um, just honestly undercutting me, demeaning me, man, like, like just making me feel small. Right where I think, like, I've had I've I've been in jobs where the person who interviewed me for the job by the time I got hired put in there two weeks. You feel right. <laughs> like I felt abandoned. i like, fam, you've been brought me on this seeking shit, bro. Like, what are we doing, um? And so I just honestly think like it's like there's a it's not a specific leader but it's just like a group of leaders that like just always kept changing changing and moving the goalposts, man. Of like what was considered success to them and what was considered failure, and I never could really get it, and and they they never were really clear, and, and, and it felt like they were talking behind my back a little bit. It felt like there were things I just wasn't aware of. Like I just even now talking about this experience, like my face. Screws up a little bit. And right. I'm just like, "Yeah, I ain't rocking with it. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Those, I feel that.
1: I yeah, feel man. That. Now, how do you think you are as a leader? And are you leading others the way you want to be led yourself?
0: <laughs> you said that was a little spice spice to it. Okay. I mean, uh,
1: listen, accountability is the name of the game around here. Okay.
0: Um, I think that Went on, I'm a great leader. You know what I mean? I feel like I try to make people engage. I try to I try to get everybody's opinion on how we moving. Like, hey, here's here's an idea. How you feel about it? Like here's here's what I'm thinking, how we how we moving. So I think when I'm on, I'm on. You know what I mean? I think when I'm great, I think I can get frustrated when I feel like things aren't moving as fast as I need them to. Where right. like where it's like, no, nah, like, like what's the hold up here? Like what are we doing? Like, um, and I think sometimes I can get frustrated. When you don't see it how I see it. I'm not even like not even not necessarily agreeing with me, but if you're not seeing, if you're seeing it just totally different than I'm seeing it, I'm like, I get frustrated because like, okay, what's going on here? Like, why why aren't we in alignment? Um, and I think that, you know, I had, had a recent conversation and they tell me, and it was, it was like, you know, sometimes you can be, you could be prickly. You can be like a little, you know what I'm saying, like,
1: Baby, sometimes loving you is like hugging a cactus.
0: Uh, so I don't, so I think, I think sometimes like, I don't know if I'm leading people where I would like to be led because I, 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 cause I feel like the way I like to be led changes, the, it, it's fluid, right? Cause it's like, I, I it, 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 don't like, don't give me no nonsense, but also like, just give me the place. Let me, let me and let me figure it out. Make make everything clear and make everything plain. And so if I'm not making everything clear and plain. Then absolutely not. I'm not leading the way I want to be led. I think and I think sometimes in the in in the motivation to make everything clear and plain, you forget. Pers- you forget the empathy attached to it, because I'm like, no, one plus one is two. I don't understand. why well, you all not understanding why one plus one is two. And you like, yeah, but you don't talk to me like that. Right. And I'm like, but like, what do you mean? Like, I'm right. And he was like, I hear you. But no, And it's just so that that sort of conversation that we have, that back and forth that we're doing. um, I think there's definitely something I have to kind of get out of my own head and work on that, work on that a little bit as far as as far as that's concerned. Definitely.
1: For sure. For sure. So where do you feel like you need help in, like in order to grow and you can't do it by yourself? So how can the people around you assist?
0: Uh, I think like like it's going to sound cliche, but con- con- conversations like this, um, you know, help because it, it, you're putting a mirror to yourself as far as like, why should anyone be led by me? Like, why should anyone believe in you? Why should anyone do these things? Right. Um, and so definitely having the conversations like this, um, being being my being my second set of eyes and ears, um, t- because sometimes when you are in it, you don't see you don't see the the high level view when you're in the middle of the trees right I don't and i think and and i i i think honestly and truly like um just conti- um continuing to 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 help me you know to give me praise from my for my accomplishments but also to give me you know constructive criticism for my flaws um and understanding who you are to me to be able to talk to me in that manner right mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes the You know, teammates, coworkers, feel like they're closer to you than they are, and then and and they feel like because they think you buddy buddy for real, they they can just give you straight no chaser, and you're like, wait a minute, hold on, Mm, I don't know you like that.
1: You You can only check me unless you can check me, and there are certain people in my life where I am. It's not that I can't hear criticism from you because I think that um, every advice and criticism are like the buffet. I'm going to take what applies and I'm going to leave what doesn't, right? But I, you have to be, I also criticize the, the source of advice. Not everybody should have the access in order to tell you about you. Because there are some people that are rooted in just criticizing you because, you're, because they're projecting. And there are other people who are criticizing you because they're rooted in seeing you better. And those are very, very different perspectives and agendas.
0: Right. Right. So. and Yeah. And so the real question is, it's kind of, it, it's, it's, it's something where it's, it's, it's me, it's me answering the question of why anyone should be led by me. Cause that's the title of the project. That's the title of everything like this. And if you give me, if you allow me, if you allow me five minutes or so, you know, to kind of, to kind of, you know, put this on a bow before I get to ask you some questions. Aren't you? okay? Exciting. Um, so. In my humble opinion, <laughs> I think the reason people should be le- should be willing to be led by me is this. I-, I believe that I'm a great communicator and a great orator, which is half of a battle when it comes to leading, is being able to talk to the people who you're trying to lead and being able to level with them, re- meet them where they are, and really grow and be that person that you're trying to lead. I think, I think when I'm in my best mental headspace, I model that way of effective leadership and effective communication to whatever team I'm in part of, like where you can look at me as like, okay, this is how we're going to move. And we move and we rock. I feel like that is so important. That is so important to be able to, to reach there and, and to get there. I feel like because of that communication that I have, I can reach in, I can encourage people in, deep in their heart, right? Like you like right. you you said it yourself. Like when when I'm at my best, like I I, I get the step is the step. Like I get the people to move, I get the people to shake. Like, like I will never forget, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to our friend from Columbus, you know, who told me once, and like I I screenshotted her message because I was like, yo. She was like, I truly believe that you can do anything that you want to do. And not only that, I believe that you can bring everybody with you as I just need you to decide how you want to move and what you want to do. And once you decide that, I have 100 percent faith that you can bring everybody with you. And you know when she said that she said that before our first live show that we did, not the second one that we did at the festival, the first one where she was like, you know, saying I truly believe. That you, if once you decide how to do something, you're gonna not only do it, but you're gonna have everybody support you. And she was proven right. That like once once I finally honed in on how I wanted this platform to look, we started stepping and we started gaining and we started moving, and we started shaking. Like that's that's something that like that's proof of concept of, of being able to encourage people deep in their soul to rock with you. Um I believe that that also is enabling other people to act, right? I'm not a one-man show. Like, there's people behind me and in front of me who got me here and who, who continue to get me here and who have had to make moves and, and suggestions and shake without me. Excuse me, like, without me. Like, maybe I'll give guidance, maybe I'll give advice, but, like, they knew because of the conversations that we had prior to that, like, we gonna move and shake. Let's move and shake. You feel me? And so I, that's really something as far as, like, we call it enabling others to act, but it's like, no, like, hey, I can't do it all by myself. Trust me, I've tried. I've tried and I've failed. And, I've, and, and the failure of me trying to do it by myself really allowed me to realize, like, no, you need, you need some teammates. And once I found out about I need teammates, I want my teammates to do the best. Because what's the point of having teammates if they're not going to do what you need them to do? So you got to get out of their way and let them do what they need to do. And honestly, to kind of, to kind of, wrap, to kind of wrap all of this up, man, I don't one of the worst things that you could tell me if I ask why we, why have we done something is it being, it being the way we always done it. I don't like that. You know what I mean? Like I need, you know, me, my Capricorn self leaps out. I need to know why I need to know what we're doing, why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. Show me, you know what I'm saying? Make one plus two equals three. Like, do and, and, and if we can't do that, I have no, I have no fears about like, no, Then we're going to do it different. Like, what do you mean? Like, that's like the way that we're doing it isn't efficient it's not it's not it's not giving what it needs to give let's do something different like let's let's make this right let's make this shake and once i'm able to figure out what we need to do differently and make it different i'm able to bring everybody around like to see why we need to do it this way because i have the ability to see the dots connect and once i can see the dots connect i can explain why why the dots connect this way and we can move like Sometimes leaders have all these ideas that can't communicate it, right? They have the best ideas in the world, but can't, can't, can't communicate it to the cat. I don't think that's me. Like, I'm not, again, this is, this is designed to be kind of be a pitch, but I understand I make mistakes and make flaws. I'm also the type of leader who admits that. Like, like I admit when I'm wrong. I may not like it, but I'll do it. But, and you need somebody with that level of humility because otherwise we're going to run into a wall. Um, and so that's why I feel like I'm, I will be somebody that people should be honored to be led by, who who can make the things shake. Because I truly believe in my heart of hearts that we do these things and we do them in a way that makes everything work. And that's why I believe that someone should be happy to be led by me. I agree. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's my little spiel. But, hey, you, mm-hmm. you've, you've done me a solid. You've done me You're a solid welcome. here. So I get to ask you some questions now. You ready, friend?
1: I'm gonna be honest with you. I ain't read the bottom half of this. So these are really like unprepared ass answers. So Okay. <laughs> Let's so, really so, get it. So,
0: so first things first, you know what I'm saying? I gotta ask, like, how, how would you prefer how would you be preferred to be referred to? Right? Like that's the first question. It's like I know how I call you, but sometimes, you know, everybody can't get to call you when I call you. So how would you prefer to be referred to?
1: You know, for the Alex is fine. Alex All right. is
0: cool. so now so, so what are your like hot button issues you know the hobbies, the interests the things that you like to talk about a whole heck of a lot
1: you know I don't get into it a lot on Twitter and this is not a political podcast but I actually really like talking about politics I especially like debating about politics with Republicans and like people who find themselves to be strictly conservative because I like the challenge Honestly, um, I don't... And of course, the majority of my friends share my views and values. We have different perspectives about them, yeah. But I honestly don't like debating with people who agree with me all the time. A, it keeps me sharp. And B, um, I like to hear opposing opinions. I don't always like to feel like I'm right or vindicated in that. I like to, ch- I like to be challenged by people who think that they're as right as I think I am. So, I don't always just like to debate for sport. Well, no, I do. But
0: <laughs> I mean, this podcast is less debating for sport. <laughs> I mean, it all the time. But,
1: like, I don't I, – I actually do enjoy – I do enjoy, enjoy a friendly spar. I do. Friendly is the indicative term here. But I do enjoy when my intelligence and my wit is challenged. Like, show your work type shit. Like, not I'm calling you stupid. You know what I mean? I like being challenged by people who know that I'm an intellectual, respect my capacity in that matter, and are challenging my thought because they know I'm gonna challenge theirs and we're able to have friendly discourse. I actually really enjoy
0: that. Okay. Okay, I can rock with that. Now, now, what increases like your 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 positive emotions? Like what fills your bucket? Like what makes you like super OD happy?
1: This gonna sound so corny, and another reason why I'm extremely private about it because people have a way of sullying, sullying good things, but I really like who I am when like I'm in mommy mode. And because as a mother, any good mom will tell you that there are a lot of different hats that you have to wear in order to be like a, a good mom. I have to be successful in my career. I have to keep my mental health in check. I have to keep my, you know. Everybody has their checks and balances in order to show up as 100% their best self. But honestly, when I'm with my kid, I don't have to... Baby, it's just me and him. And we get lost in our own world, in our own vibe, and our own routine, and our own stuff. And I think anybody who has a kid... And my son is older. So like he's 12, I'm 30. And knowing that they're... Me and kiddo grew up together. We're growing up together and because there's not like this huge age gap between us we relate on very silly ways and very just goofy and it's it's special and when i tell you that i love being a mom and i'm private about it because i don't have a traditional parenting Routine or or I'm not trying. I I don't have the word for it. But like I'm very candid about the fact that I had kiddo at 17. I got pregnant at 17. I had kiddo in 18, and my situation wasn't your stereotypical Brenda's got a baby, type situation. Like my situation was very much so. All right, you're pregnant, but we're having a baby. So it is no secret that kiddo belongs to. I he may have came through me, but he belongs to us. His village. And half that time is split with me, half that time is split with my mom, his uncles are involved, his godparents are involved. Like kiddo can decide which environment he wants to spend time in and everybody is on board. So because that dynamic isn't like 100% me or 100% them, people are very critical of that. And I'm like, no, it's not mom-centered, it's kiddo-centered. And everybody who decides to be in his life plays their part and carries their weight. I don't have the most supportive. My baby daddy's not supportive. And I'm very careful about how I speak about him because that's kiddo's relationship to maintain with his father at this point. I don't have to have a say so in that relationship. And to be And to be honest with you, I don't need him to. We got it. We've always had it. And he tips and toes in when he chooses to or when he can. And nobody's holding him back from doing anything. Let me make that very clear. But just because... And I don't believe that any any single mom would tell you that if the fathers who created these children would actually do their part, then the weight that's being put on the other people in their lives wouldn't exist. And I'd be the first person to say that. So... I needed a village. I knew that the capacity of raising a child, I didn't have to do by myself. And I don't think you're supposed to, to be honest with you. And I have come from a family that may not see it all the time for me, but they're going to see it for my son. And with my schedule, with my commitment, specifically to my child and what it takes to be there for him, they got my back. And it's not a big deal. Don't get me wrong. We go through our shit. Every family has their shit. Mine is no different. And when you have adults, sometimes, niggas get, excuse me, sometimes children do get caught up in the crossfires of adult situations. And I come from a family who's very honest about that. A, we nip that in the, we are able to address it. Things get nipped in the bud and we are able to move forward. That is something I am extremely proud of. We don't harbor that kind of energy but because we keep it very, we keep it player. This is about Braylon, excuse me, kiddo. This is about his best interest. It ain't about what I want. It ain't about what y'all want. It's about what works for him. And this is working. My son is on honor roll. My son is healthy. My son is safe. And my son feels very secure in the environment provided by everybody in his life. There's not a soul in his life that is not dedicated to him a hundred percent. And people will say, have said very really derogatory things about me, to me about that. I've been called a Debbie. I've been called lazy. I've been called half-assed. And that comes from people who don't know or aren't. And honestly, that comes from people who have never seen me as a mother. have never even met my son or understand the dynamic that's going on here. And I don't owe nobody no explanations for that shit. You're not raising him. I am. And we're very, we're quite cozy and comfortable in this motherfucker. So there's that. <laughs> but no, the happiest I am is truly when I'm with my kid. Like, he brings me joy and fulfillment in a way that if you don't have children, and not to be flippant, but if you don't have children, I'm not saying they have to be your physical children because the mom role shows up very differently. Like, kiddo's godfather is an amazing father. Kiddo's godmother before she had her own children, my godchildren. She was an amazing mother to Braylon. So, you show up in that space like mothers show up very differently, and p- being paternal and maternal show up very differently. So, I am grateful for the village that we have built for
0: Kiddo always. So, so I think I may not be answer for the best, but I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see if you surprise me. Okay. So from. From whom do you most like to receive recognition or praise from
1: um, I'll be honest with you um from my mom and that
0: okay that surprised me continue
1: <laughs> My mom is probably one of the most critical women in my life she is she can be harsh she can be very um. And all the things I'm saying on this podcast we have I've said to her face. So this is not shade. But she can be harsh. She can be critical. And my mom holds an executive level position at her her in her current position. So she's had to be by design. You know, she raised three kids. I mean, excuse me, four of us. You know what I mean? And she raised twins who are very polar opposite she has a son she has an elder daughter you know what i mean like right my mom has had to show up and be very different woman a lot of different times in her life and i know that a lot of her critic her critiques of me come from her nodding oh my god i'm getting emotional um a lot of my mother's critiques of me have been rooted in her not me wanting to repeat some of the things in her life that um I, you know, not wanting your children to have to to repeat the mistakes that she made, that they made, and wanting better for your kids. And sometimes it shows up as, I've, I've done that already. You didn't have to do that. And I thought we've been over this. And it, and it shows up as just aggressive. And it shows up as harsh. And it shows up as, well, damn, mom, I just didn't freaking know any better. Like, sorry. like, And it shows up as lack of understanding sometimes. And in all honesty, what it is, is I got hurt. And I don't want you hurt in the same way I was hurt. Or it took me this long to climb this ladder to be this secure and this successful. Baby, take, this is not the shortcut, but you didn't have to climb on the mountains. I do.
0: Like, you, you know? it's okay for you to take the elevator. You ain't got to do You You don't have to take the stairs.
1: I've already built the elevator. So a lot of my moms... um, So when my mom says, you did that, or I am impressed by you, or I am proud of you. When my mom says she's proud of me, it takes me out. Because it's not that... She doesn't say it very often. (laughs) But, and if you know me, you know why that, like... You, you, if you know me, you get why. <laughs> like, you don't do that. But, and I know just being very honest, I have been, as a, I, I got pregnant at 17 and I have bumped my head on repetitive mistakes for a long time. And, and sometimes as a parent and, and as a child and as a 30-year-old child of your parents, you start to, you stop seeing them so much as parents and you start seeing them as people.
0: Uh, Oh Yeah, finding out the humanity of the people who raised you is a wild It is
1: wild because you start sometimes judging your parents. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, dog, and then you start understanding their level, like, where they were operating from. And you start to give them some grace and some patience, too. And as I start to walk into my own version of womanhood, I've had to learn how to give my mom the same extension of grace that I need. And you do that a lot with your parents. And it's taken some therapy. And it's taken some some a lot of therapy and understanding that they did what the best that they could do with what they had.
0: Absolutely. And
1: you were doing the exact same thing. And I'm sure that when kiddo gets of age, I'm gonna have to have some conversations with him too. And I'm gonna want him to be as gracious and patient with me as I should be with my mom. And or and um so When my mom gives me praise, when my mom says I'm proud, it's because I know that this has come over a period of, a long period of observation. And not necessarily that she's proud of every move that I make, but she's proud of the results that have come from me trusting myself. And that means a lot. That
0: means a lot. So, we talked about from who, as far as like, you know, that you like to receive recognition from. What do you, so, so my question is, what type of recognition or praise do you like the best? Do you like like public or is it private? Do you want it written, verbalized, or is there some other way? Like, how do you like people to tell you that you did a good job?
1: I think that, see, and this is where showing up in somebody's love language comes into play, right? Because mm-hmm. I honestly, I respect, I, res- I respect praise as long as it's coming from an authentic place. Some people aren't screaming from the mountaintops, get on social media, and make big, huge announcements about how proud they are of you. Do I appreciate that shit? Hell yeah. Like, let's be real. Some people are just, like, sending text messages like, hey, boo, I see you working. You are busting your ass. Proud of you. That shit hits home, too. And as long as you're saying it from a place that you mean it, and because I know some people that have shown me love and I I felt like you was being nasty about that, like, or you was being shady, or sometimes praise that comes from people who once doubted you. I don't necessarily like that shit either. Because my nigga, you could have tucked that. Like, oh, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I have mixed feelings about that, to be honest. But, um. As long as with the 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 pats on the back, the applause, the flower, giving people their flowers or whatever however you want to call it, as long as that is coming from a sincere and genuine place, I'm going to accept it and receive it in whatever manner it shows up for real. Whether it comes from let me take you to dinner and treat you, or if it shows up as a text message saying, Bitch, you doing a good job. I am going to take all of that with the same heartfelt Intentions that I think you have. So, honestly, as long as it's sincere, I'm cl- I'm a roll with it.
0: So, what type or form of recognition motivates you the most? Like, is it is it like gift certificates, a title for winning the competition, or is it like something like a meaningful, like a a, a good note or an email or or what else? Like, what like what form of recognition like really gets you going?
1: I'm not gonna lie, I love a good shout out. I love a good, like, honestly, this professionally and personally, this there's a difference here. Professionally? Oh, you better put this on the company website. And a lot of it does, and I'm not going to lie, a lot of it does come into play. Race does come into play here. I am a black dot in a sea of milk. Yeah, you need to be showcasing. Yes, absolutely. I need to loud and proud that I am co- coming to the door, kicking it down as a black woman showing up authentically black, I'm going to be honest with you. Three days out of five at my office, I come to work in a hair wrap. I don't always want to put my wig on or have my curls popping or whatever the case may be, but I am kicking ass at my job. And I understand that sometimes how you show up and how you show up and what you do when you get there are the same things. But for me, if I can't show up authentically myself and do a good job, we are going to have some dis- we're going to have some disconnect. I don't always want to put on airs in order to feel like I'm going to earn your attention, your respect. Like, no. I'm flawed as hell. I have issues. I have stuff going on. But company-wise, professionally, oh yeah, shout me out. I want to be all- I'm all over my company's LinkedIn. They cannot get enough of me. That personally, um, like I said, it it can be very much so like, hey, I see you like, appreciate you, sis. Or it could be very verbal. It could be kind gestures. It could be, sis, I want to, let's go out and celebrate some of these wins. Yes. Like all of that. Like I'm, uh, if you, as long, if we're here to celebrate me and me winning, I am going to accept whatever you have to give me as long as it is not coded in bullshit. As long as it's here and it's authentic and it's not with, like, shady intent or you're not trying to show me praise because you know it's going to benefit you later. Like, you were truly here to celebrate me because I deserve to be celebrated. Oh, we're going to kick it. It's going to be a good time.
0: Truly. Okay. Truly. So, the final thing I want to ask you is what is the greatest recognition that you have ever received?
1: Oh wow!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I probably should have read.
0: <laughs> you feel me? This is what this is what happens when you don't when you don't get, read the notes I send you.
1: You know, this is this is my fault. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I how do I say this? The greatest recognition I have ever received wasn't even for me. It was a compliment that a teacher had given me about my, my son. And I guess there was this kid who was high functioning. He was, he was high functioning autistic. So it was probably Asperger's or something, but of course the teacher, um, the teacher, it was, I, I can't, I can't tell you how, like, I cannot remember how I found out that the kid was, I think we were doing, it was like one of those open house, like mid-season things. Like it was something I had to come to the classroom for. And it wasn't like a pizza party or something, but like, um, and it was back when like the schedule was hybrid. So there were some at home, some this, and they were very much so, but I'm a, I'm a room mom. So, you know, I'm allowed to be in the classroom, very limited access, but I was allowed to be in the classroom. And the teacher had pulled me to the side and she said, I just want you to know what an extraordinary kid you have. And I said, what do you do now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, okay. like you know, cause you hear how awesome, like I have a good kid. So not to be braggadocious or anything, but I hear how great he is all the time. Like, so I'm like, okay, well, what, what did Mr. Wonderful do now? Right? Right. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And he said there's a kid in the class that struggles with making friends and he struggles with it because there's like, you know, she didn't get into specifics, but she was just like, he just struggles with making friends. And I had been around because I'm a room mom. I had kind of observed the kid. Like clearly there's, there's a touch of something there. You know what I mean? And the teacher said that your son is the most kindest and most patient person to him. When he has to read out loud, he'll volunteer to read for him or like they have to stand up to read out loud. And honestly, I was just like, see, that's where apprehension with public speaking comes in That, but I ain't saying nothing. And kiddo one time saw the kid. I'm trying not to cry because my kid makes me so proud. But he was struggling with it. And he, I guess kiddo could tell that the kid was, like, uncomfortable by it. Like, he yeah. just did not want to do it. And I'm crying. And the teacher, Braylon, he stood up next to the kid and, like, just stood up next to him so that he would feel comfortable speaking in front of the class. <laughs> and it's one of those things that your kid does. And it's small, right? Like, you think that is small. But it's a character thing. It's a, that's a character thing. That is something that is just like, I am raising a really good, not just kid, but human being. And his ability to see the humanity in that situation and say, damn, like, how would I want, how, how would I want to be treated? And I'm sure kid didn't think nothing of it. He was just being a friend to a friend. But the, right. te- the teacher went on to say that he's always the first person to help. He's always the first person to volunteer. He's always, when it's time to follow directions, kiddo will follow directions. And if he doesn't understand something, he'll follow direction first and then come back to the teacher and ask her to explain it because he didn't understand why. And it's just the things that as a parent that, you know, you preach, preach, preach at home, but you realize your kid is comfortable at home. Your kid gonna show his ass at home, <laughs> but when they go out into this world, they are bringing every principle and value that you instill into them into every environment and every room that you step into. It's one of those things that just gives me faith and re- and and a reassurance that every decision that I made regarding kiddo's upbringing was absolutely right, absolutely right, and. As I stated in the, in, earlier in this episode, y- hell yeah. I have my own apprehensions about the way that shit goes down. Hell yeah, I'm a little conscious about the fact that, like, I'm not a traditional mom and that all, not, I, you know what I'm saying? Five or six or seven days out the week are out of my household. And, you know what I'm saying? His, his epicenter is split between, you know, two or two households. Yeah, yeah, I feel some type of way about that. Who wouldn't? But I have to take the Alex portion out of this and realize that the decisions that i made, regardless of who says what, have benefited him. And he is a good human being. He's a great person. And bitch, I'm doing a good job as his mom. Give a damn who says what. So yeah. I have to say that I don't think that my greatest accomplishment has ever been me. I think it's been the person I am
0: raising. Okay. So to wrap up, to wrap up this final exam, <laughs> I have to do what's called a gratitude exercise. Okay. Um, this actually benefits you not reading this, <laughs> the, last, the last half of this because this means I get to do it on wax and surprise you. So part of the reason I chose to do it on a podcast is because the person I wanted to do this gratitude is gratitude exercise with is you. Okay. So it's really about just understanding and taking time to thank you. Um, I thank you for. Oh, wow. The tough conversations that we have. And I, I truly do thank you for the 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 bumpers that you've, you've chosen to give me um in order to in order to keep everything on path like so one of the biggest reasons people stop doing whatever they're doing whether it's jobs, friendships, whatever else is because they don't feel appreciated um you know like how many jobs have you left because you're like you're not appreciating me enough for me to keep busting my butt to keep working for y'all um and so sometimes you got to genuinely thank people for the impact they've had on you you know what I mean like you gotta really meet them where they are. You gotta tell them, like, look, you've really helped me, like, you personally have helped me be more of be more in tune with emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, I'm super analytical. And like, if it don't make sense analytically, I'm not really rocking with it. But you've helped me kind of see some things more emotionally. You've, you haven't been afraid to kind of have those tough conversations with me in order to and because you see the greater good in what we can do and what I can do and how I can move and how I can lead. Right. Um and so I have to give you your 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 your, your flowers for such I have, to, I have to make sure that I, I show you appreciation. I think Thank um you. you know I'm telling a little bit of our business, right? Cause when we was when, <laughs> when, when, when we when we wasn't seeing eye to eye when things was a little Rocky, you a you asked me, you was like, so like when do like when do I get grace? Like, when do I get, like, this level of grace from you that you're asking of me? Like, when do I get this level of consideration? And I responded to you like, I'm here, ain't I? Like, I'm having this conversation with you. Because it's like, nine times out of ten, if if it was with somebody different, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You would just right. be blocked and we'd just be moving on. Right. So, but, even in that, in that space, and even though when you came down, you came back <sighs> and understood that, like, me showing grace and love or whatever you needed from me was the fact that I was willing to have this conversation with you mm-hmm. and also show that like I needed to do more as far as showing you that like I do appreciate what you what you offer to this platform and I do appreciate what you offer to our friendship and so this gratitude exercise is, a, is an ability for me to, to give you your flowers while you can still smell them. And in a, and in a in a manner where it's it's as public as you wanted to be, right? Like this is this is this is the same our audience has listened to all of our nonsense and tomfoolery. But you know, this is something that I wanted to make sure I was able to do, which is part of the reason I wanted to make sure I made this final exam. You know, the platform that I that I love and and, and care about so much was because I wanted to make sure I had the ability to give you, you your flowers while you could still smell.
1: You know what, Calvin, as if I haven't cried enough on this episode. (laughs) Go to hell. But no. (laughs) Thank you so much. Like, and you know that you know that I ignore the things I don't like and I'm critical of the things I want to see better. And honestly, it's easier for me to shut up. I I don't like having the conversations that I have with y'all. I don't like I don't like you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't always like being an ass. I just don't. But I will if it means that we are better people to each other. I will if it means that at the other side of this. Like here's the thing. I only go to war with people I know I can come on I can come out better on the other side. If that makes it. I will only go to war if I know that we're going to be all right. So, yeah, I'm going to go to war with you because I knew that we would be better we will be better to each other for it. So you're worth it to me. You are, wor- you are worth fighting for, not just always with.
0: Understood. Thank you. Love you. So, so this wraps up our final exam portion of this. <laughs> you know, we're going, to, we're going to take a brief intermission. Uh, professor, sorry for, sorry for the, sorry for the, for the, for the cussing, you know, but we, Baby, will... we
1: can actually wrap this episode. We don't, this is a, this was a lot. We can you wrap right here. This could be, ten- so, this could be this week's episode. Okay.
0: You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this is, this is a very special episode because our audience gets to hear kind of what I've been learning all year, you know, cause everything I touched on and talked about was things that we've learned in class you know what i mean so everything we touched on we talked about was things i learned in class everything that we we, we talked about and i and i hope i did my best to make sure i hit every point because i need all my points you feel me was things that we talked about and it was really important it was really important for me to do this on this platform one because talking's easier than typing right and two even though you know we're hour you know 20 in but we could if we had the energy, we could have extended this a while longer because there's so much to talk about. So next week we will we will definitely double back and hit some of the topics that we know you want to hear from us on. Like mm-hmm. we not we not <laughs> stupid and we got to figure it out next week on, on when we record. But like we know there's some things you want to hear from us on. We, we not we not Maybe we not stupid
1: because that Live Nation lawsuit. Anyway,
0: you know what I mean. We know. Listen. We we saw insecure too, you know what I'm saying. We know,
1: yeah, baby. We, you know baby. we
0: we've seen it, like we've seen it. But um, I just want again, I want to thank, I want to thank you for, for for doing this. I want to thank uh Professor for you know being open to the idea. I hope you I hope you enjoy it. I hope, I hope this is a pleasurable listening experience to you. Um, it's your boy, Diddy. It's your girl,
1: Ali Nicole.
0: We are out of here. Peace.
1: Yo. I'm about
0: to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Lil mama playing good defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gon' score. About the shoe, about the shoe, about to shoot my shot. Yo. About to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot. Yo. Girl, that Pick you posted, I swear.